someone had told me many years ago, you'll be a full-time missionary and going to these difficult places or sleeping in uncomfortables, like all of those different things, or even just publicly speaking, I would have been like, sorry, you've got the wrong girl. Do many of you feel that you're stuck knowing that you have a purpose for more, but just really unsure about how you get there? Or maybe you are just paralyzed by fear, you see difficulties in the world, and you wonder, where do I find my place? Well, today we've got a special guest with us. It's Sana Warren, our Catch the Fire Missions Director. And she is a woman that has taken the risk to step into what God has for her. Sana, it's so good to have you back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. It's oh. great to be here. And this is a, a massive topic that I think is so relevant to all of us. And I know that my journey yeah. has definitely had many moments where it's like, I don't think I can do this. Like things are too big. Things yeah. are too scary. I don't feel qualified. I don't feel big enough. But knowing that God has massive mm. plans and purposes for each one of us that he's just desperate for us to step into so that we can make the most of our time and our resources and what he has for us yeah. on earth. Yeah, so. that's, that's so true, isn't it? So often we look at our lives and we see that we're insignificant. Mm -hmm. We're not as qualified as someone else. Maybe yeah. we don't have enough finances or even maybe we feel like we don't know the Bible enough. Yeah. How can God open our mouth and speak if we we don't know those things. And so we disqualify ourselves yes. by what the enemy thinks of us and uh -huh. often lies to us. But we forget so often to focus on who we are now in Christ mm -hmm. and that he's called our life and given us a very new unique purpose. And, yeah. you know, as a 56-year-old person myself, I feel like I'm still discovering who God has called me to be. Yeah. And so there's this tension, isn't there, of thinking, well, I'm not fully arrived, but I've got a little glimpse of what God's calling me to do. Yeah. And, you know, Sana, you're an inspiration because oh, <laughs> you are, because you've heard the voice of God very young in your life. Mm -hmm. And you heard him call, but you were prepared to do something that was going to shake you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> it kicked me right out of my comfort zone. Tell us about that, because that's the that's the dynamic often, isn't it? That, you know, yeah. that you've got to jump into something, but it's not always going to be smooth. Yeah. Without difficulties, without challenges. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like if if someone had told me many years ago, you'll be a full-time missionary and going to these difficult places or sleeping in uncomfortables, like all of those different things, or even just publicly speaking, I would have been like, sorry, you've got the wrong girl. Yes. I used to be painfully shy, wow. didn't feel like I had a voice, like do not put me on a stage with a microphone and ask me to preach kind of girl. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like just trusting in the Lord and running with it. Yeah. And, but it was... It definitely is a journey and it's definitely something which I have to keep like, mm. you know, Holy Spirit checking in. Like, am I keep walking with the Lord, mm. like on track with mm. not letting like insecurities or things pop up. Mm. And if they do, it's like, right, deal with this because I don't want anything holding me back from what the Lord has for mm. me. I mm. want to make sure that I'm like, the, the yes that I gave the Lord at age 15 in Kenya, where it was like, here am I, send me, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, yeah. I'll go. Like, you know, the dangerous prayer. But it's like, I want to make sure that even though 
the fears or I'm out of my comfort zone or those things can creep in. Mm. It's like, Jesus is worth it. Giving everything to Jesus. Like I would sleep in the most uncomfortable situations just because he is worth it. He's asked me to do this, but also his precious children are worth it. That it's like, I would much rather sacrifice my earthly comfort for someone's heavenly comfort like i you know it's literally in a lot of situations it's like i could easily just say no to this and i could easily take a step back i could easily just be like Hmm. oh i don't have time or it's not comfortable or i don't want to be embarrassed or someone laugh at me or you know put myself in that situation Hmm. but then it's like the heavenly perspective of like first of all this is so jesus can receive the reward Mm -hmm. of his suffering but secondly it's like i don't want any of his precious children not getting to join us in heaven for eternity so i think that's a lot of the drive behind like pursuing him in a greater measure pressing in like you know i didn't feel like i knew my bible very well so during covid years when i had time i'm like right i'm gonna read it in 50 days and study it and then i was like so hungry that i was like i'm gonna read it in 30 days just to like really get immersed and study it so it's like let's put in the time to like press in for those things which we don't feel like we can necessarily do but then also trusting we get to do this with jesus like he's the one that speaks through us he's the one that heals through us he's the one that moves through us we just get to be the body (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think that's a really great perspective because so often when we're thinking about our purpose we think about us yes right But actually the purpose in us being born again is that we would be transformed into the image of Christ. Yeah. And we would go and do the things that Jesus told us to do. Yeah. Which was to go and preach that the kingdom is near Mm -hmm. and and go and actually do the things that Jesus taught us to do. Yeah. Whatever life we're in, whether we are studying as students, whether we're women at home taking care of our children, whether we're entrepreneurs or whether we're missionaries. Mm -hmm. The reality is we've all been born again into a purpose. And I loved what you you said about, you know, it's for Jesus to get his reward, but it's also for his lost sons and daughters to find who they are in Christ. And and so there's a shift in the the purpose of our life, it goes from being about me uh-huh. to being about me in Christ, yeah. with Christ. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so often it's the how do we get there that that holds us back. Yeah. Because like you said, we have fears about our, our own performance, yeah. our own inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. Jesus had his disciples. He spent that time with them and he sent them to go and do the things, yeah. of the, the mm-hmm. works of the kingdom, even though they were still messed up, argumentative, competitive. <laughs> yeah. You know, they had rivalry between them. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't that so true that God actually calls us to work with him, alongside him, when we're not even perfect. Yeah. And he, as we go, we face our fears. Yeah. We face the joy. We face the sorrow. And I think that's that's one of the major keys, isn't it? Yeah. That we don't go as perfect people. We go as ones that are being perfected. 
uh-huh yeah that's a good line <laughs> well and also I feel like when we go and knowing that we don't ha- necessarily have what it takes that's yeah. where you get to fully rely on Jesus to mm, work through you so, true. so you're not going being like oh I've well yeah let's have some godly confidence but you're not going being like oh yeah I can do this by myself you're going being like this is a partnership with Jesus yeah, so I get to partner with him and his ministry to be able to see the kingdom come yeah, to earth yeah. so I think that's what's that's what's the fun about it. It's literally, it's an adventure yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. Like, and we get to work with him yeah. in the nations or in our hometown or in our own home and it, like see his kingdom come into so those places. Good. So good. And, you know, Sana, I did introduce you as our Catch the Fire missions director. And um, the Lord really spoke to us about you coming to work on the team for Catch the Fire World because A, you love the nations, yeah. right? You love Jesus mm-hmm. and you love what Jesus wants to do in the nations. And we as a movement of churches, ministries and missions are focusing on reaching the lost yeah. in the nations. And so we there's there's many missions oppor- opportunities, right? Yes. And you, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. You have had a whole year of adventures uh-huh. in the nations yeah. and We've we've met from time to time and you've told us some incredible stories mm-hmm. about how the Holy Spirit has partnered with you and backed you up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Can you share some inspi- inspiring stories for our audience? Because, you know, yeah. we get to hear some of the joys and some of the testings and all that. Yeah. So I feel like a Holy Spirit also out of my comfort zone trial like highlight of this year was we took a team to Uganda Mm. Um, and honestly I think it was one of the most fruitful mission trips I think I've ever been on wow Um, it was just brilliant we first did a week-long international leader school of ministry where we gathered pastors and leaders Mm. from the local area but also um so on lake victoria there are about a thousand remote islands with 40 million people living on them so yeah i just before i even yeah like before going or before finding out this i was like i didn't even know that people were just living in the middle of the lake but they are um So we invited some of the pastors and leaders from those islands to come to our school so we could minister to them so that we could train and equip them to then take the teachings and take the healings and take the news back to their islands. Um, So we had a a week where we had about 150 pastors and leaders and they just got it. Like they were just so hungry. We did even like the deliverance session. It's probably one of the most fun deliverance sessions I think I've ever (laughs) been at with them just like cheering to get free. Like it was, it was really fruitful, just especially on some of the sessions, like the father heart, like a lot of them don't have a present father or even a lot of them were grieving over how they had represented father. So they were just weeping and getting ministered to by the father. Um, So that was a really uh, fruitful week, which we then went to take a thousand Bibles to five different islands on in the middle of Lake Victoria to hand people a Bible for the very first time, tell them about Jesus, tell them they are loved and valued and seen and have a purpose. Um, And the joy on the people's faces and the celebration that erupted as they got held handed their bible like holding a physical bible for the first time in their life is 
a memory that I will forever yes. cherish. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. just also yeah. a driving force of like the importance of like, so many people don't have access to the word of God and that just grieves mm. my spirit. Mm. So it was just amazing getting to hand it to them and just be like, wow. this is the word of God and just watch That's the amazing. celebration. Can I backtrack a bit though? Because yes, you said you did this on Lake Victoria where 40 million people yes. live on these islands. Yeah. So they're like floating islands or stable, just, little islands. A rock. A Some rock. of them were just a tiny and rock. And so obviously to meet these people, how, how did you get there? Like, did you fly in a private <laughs> MAF plane and you landed on an island and everybody came was, to you? Like far from luxury. You know, so what I'm saying, the prize was seeing their faces, yeah. seeing the joy, seeing the freedom, see, seeing them receive the word of God yeah. for the first time. Yeah. But... Tell me about there? how you got there and what you had to go through. Yeah. Because, you know, there's there's unromantic parts <laughs> to the story that you're really missing out right now. So so we had um <laughs> a tiny boat. Let me just say a lot I'll call it a large canoe. Oh, okay. With a little motor on the back. Okay. There was 27 of us on this boat and a one-year-old baby wow. there was all of our every person had their backpack with their sleeping bag and what they needed for five days um so we had everyone's backpack we had mattresses we had tents because when we were on the islands we were camping in tents we had food and water for the the five days um we had boxes with a thousand bibles and, what um we this, had this boat's getting heavier and heavier i can yeah, see it in my mind it was. so i actually um had a comp because we're taking a team in again in april and i had a conversation with our contact who he's normally on the boat and he said that when he was watching from the shore the boat depart with barely any of it off the water uh, yeah it was kind of like how did you have your intercessors engaged oh, yeah. at that moment we were praying so hard oh we all have life jackets too and then um we think you know there's no there's no room for anything else on this boat like we are crammed in sitting next to each other like there is there is no space and then we pause at a nearby island before we start the what turned out to be eight hours on this boat we wow. pause at an island where they then bring on a whole keyboard, an entire sound system and speakers. And you're just like, where? How is this going to happen? Where is this going to fit? And then, um, so we were originally told that the trip on this boat might be like five, six hours. And I like, there's no bathroom. Um, we stopped at an island on the way for like a bathroom break. But there, when I say a bathroom break, a long drop, um, like nothing, like everything was just nothing fancy. Um, but you're just in a completely open little canoe, wow. squished. Um, and we were on, we ended up being on this boat for eight hours. Wow. So, um, and the, especially the further into the lake we went, the waves were just picking up. So you You are, were kind of reliving the, the book of Acts and Paul's journey. And, oh, it you did, know, it did it, feel like you, that. Like getting ready for a shipwreck oh, at yeah. this moment. There was, there was oh, a, there was a moment, mm. like, I feel like I've done some like crazy things yeah. for the Lord, but there was a moment where yeah. I was like, this is a yeah. little insane, but the, and there was like, you could kind of feel the morale on the boat mm. of everyone kind of like 
not just dipping, it was crashing. Like there yeah. was points where people yeah. were being ill over the sides. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone was getting uncomfortable because you're just stuck yeah. sitting. Um, there was one moment where like a storm rolled in. So they put this giant plastic sheet over us. So then you're in, you feel like you're in a, like a trash bag. Um, wow. So we were just, and then you can't see anything. So the conditions weren't comfortable, um, but there was actually one moment where I could kind of sense the morale on the boat dropping and I was like okay we need a little reminder mm -hmm. as to why we are doing yes. this like I really believe like the yeah. why is what can like help yeah. you press in with like endurance yes. so I just like stood up in front of like the boat with the 27 people yeah and said look we are doing this so that people on those islands can meet wow. their creator for the first time. Wow. We are doing this so the word of wow. God can be reached into people's hands. I was like, we only have to endure this boat ride for eight hours. The people on those wow. islands, that is their life. They've never met Jesus. They don't know their heavenly eternity. Wow. And just kind of gave like this like pep talk of like, yeah, faith we, talk, yeah, actually. Yeah, like we get to do this. Mm. We get to do this with joy yeah. because of what is going to happen and because of yeah. what Jesus is doing. And I was like, also, there are not many people who get to say that they get to get on a tiny boat in the middle of the late Victoria to bring the gospel to people for the no. first time. No. So I kind of just stood up and like reminded everyone of like the why we go. Like, yes, our, we are out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Yes, we are uncomfortable. Yes, we're sick. Yeah. Yes, this isn't fun yes this is longer than we were expecting and like there was moments where mm. we were in that boat where you could see nothing in any direction like wow. you are in the yeah. middle of nowhere you don't know when yeah. yeah land is gonna gonna come um but yeah that kind of like shifted everyone's perspective yeah, of I like bet. okay i can enjoy this like this isn't comfortable but i can enjoy enjoy it because of what's yes. to come and you know Jesus endured the cross because of the wow. joy that was set before him. And I'm like, if he can endure the cross for us, I can give up eight hours wow. of my day that's uncomfortable so that Jesus can receive his reward of his suffering yeah. and people can meet his him for the first time. Wow. Sana, I mean, let us pause there. I mean, that was a supernatural experience. Uh -huh. And I think what's coming to me is until we are tested, yeah, we don't know what is inside of us. Yeah. But yet, that was the biggest privilege of your life. Yeah. To, to be able to endure, mm -hmm. to be the team leader. Yeah. And, and see that God has put so much inside of us. And I'm reminded of the scripture in Hebrews um, that I was reading. And it says, verse 27, the words once more indicate removing of what be, can be shaken. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is created things so that what cannot be shaken would remain. Yeah. The created things, the created order of your experience was gone. But <laughs> yeah. it goes on to say, therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, mm -hmm. let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Yeah. And, you know, many of us are in this world and we're seeing that the nations are shaking. Yeah. Um, the economy is shaking. There's fear about politics. There's fear about yeah. world war. And there's also a fear about this generation. How are they going to live? How are yeah. they going to change things around? And there's a reminder 
for us as believers in Jesus that mm-hmm. despite all that, they're the things that will be shaken. Yeah. But the kingdom of God and the kingdom of it is advancing through you and me and those who say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And that is an eternal kingdom that will never be shaken. Yeah. Can you speak into that, Sana, for for our audience, maybe for for some of the young people that are being born at such a time as this or are like you, you're a millennial generation mm-hmm. and even the Gen Zs. What has God got for them? What has God got for each of our generations? I really think that especially in this time where it does feel like shaking, this is, I, I think it's a time where we do need to press in. Yeah. But it's just like, the harvest is like ready and ripe. And it's like, even though you have the times of shaking, like it's almost like, not that it's like the perfect time to press in and see people like encounter Jesus, but like Mm. people need hope right now. People need like something to live for. People need like just, yeah, their hope restored, especially with all this uncertainty that it's just like, this is the time that Mm. we get to go out, we get to have the honor and the privilege of reaching people. And like, Mm. wherever you are, like Mm. even recently I was hanging out with a friend and we were just gone to get ice cream and this um, man approached. And I feel like we need to stop like Mm. missing the opportunities that Jesus is putting in front of us. Wow, that's Um, true. Because it's very easy to be like, I'm too busy. Like there's stuff going on. Like, you know, this man approached and was like, hey, it's like a homeless guy. And was like, hey, I'm hungry. And it's very easy to be like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm in the middle of a meeting, like with this person, like we're in the middle of a deep discussion. Like, and it's very easy just to dismiss like the signs and the opportunities that the Lord is giving us. Mm. But I was just like, no, like this is why we are here. And I like paused and was like, Absolutely. I went and bought him dinner. I sat and prayed with him and I sat and gave him hope. And it's like, I feel like we can, wherever we are, that wasn't anything in another nation. That was literally just down the street. A very simple simple. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we are surrounded by people the whole time, but I feel like we've become very like individualistic and it's like looking inwards, but it's like, we need to shift that to look outwards so that during the shaking, we can be that beacon of hope. We can be the city on the hill, you know, like we can be that light and actually start sharing the gospel with people, sharing hope with people, calling out people's identity. Like with this man, I was just like giving him encouragement of like, no, you were created for greater things. You have a purpose, you have an identity. And it's like, I feel like during this time of shaking where we might be wrestling or even feeling like even Christians might be feeling hopeless of like, Mm. yeah, but we're praying and we're praying and we're praying and we're just not seeing this happen. Mm. It's like, no, the Lord is still on the throne. The Lord is still giving us these opportunities for us to reach those around us. And it's like, Gen Z, like you've got media, like use the media, get the message out, get the get the hope out, like use what the Lord has given you, use the tools that Lord has given you. Like I just, I feel like the Lord right now just needs to like shake up the Christian church, shake mm-hmm. up like people yeah. and just like, just re- like he's shaking us right now. Yeah. The world is shaking and he's shaking us awake. That's true. Shaking us awake from our slumber and being like, I have given you gifts. I have given you tools. I have given you resources. It's now time to activate them and use them. Wow. Um, And 
I often get reminded of like, you know, in Revelation where it talks about the bowls and it's like, mm. you know, you pray and you pray and you pray and it feels like nothing's happening. But I really believe like we're at that tipping point where we're going to start seeing yeah. like our prayers answered and mm. the kingdom come and like the Lord encounter people in greater ways. But we have got to step out of our comfort zone. We need to step out of our like normal everyday life and go for them. Like I have people often being like, oh, I wish like I had like testimonies. I'm like, well, don't sit at home just watching TV. Like, get out and do something. Like, wow, we that's have an opportunity to do something. Significant point there. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the story of Jesus walking on water. Mm. And it's like, I feel like often Christians, mm. we're just in the boat. Mm. And it's like, we need to be the Peters that get out of the boat. Yes, we might get a little soggy and start sinking. <laughs> but it's like, we need to be the yeah. ones that get out of the boat and be part of Jesus' ministry. Wow. Because then, you know, he's the one that was part of a wild testimony, a wild story the others just got to observe from the sidelines and it's like I don't want to be a disciple trembling in the boat I want to be a disciple that's willing to get out despite what may happen because of what the Lord has and the opportunities so I really feel like that's what we need to do in this time like so good get ourselves out the boat (laughs) wow I mean Sana there's so much there that you've shared but you know God is shaking us church he's waking us up he's waking each of you that are watching and maybe you felt like you've been slumbering or you've been confused but you know the kingdom of god is always on the move and i always feel like like you say are we going to step into the adventure that jesus has we have one life on this earth to live and God wants you to know that you are a hope bringer you're a bringer of peace you can just do the things that jesus did that often were very simple, mm-hmm. very, very much seeing the individuals, seeing the ones and twos. And m- many of you, you've got your workplaces where the Lord has placed you yeah. to be the ones and twos that bring hope and joy. And it could be a crazy miracle, but it really could be just sharing a meal with someone yeah. And, yeah. and bringing the love of Jesus. You know, Sana, you are so inspirational because you're not just a a reader of the word, you're a doer of the word. Mm. You're living your life like it's the word of God, that Jesus is being revealed. And I think that's the challenge to each of us, that each of us, um, the New Testament letters, they talk about we are the living epistles. We are the living story of Jesus on the earth. And, you know, we we can overcome our fear by keeping our eyes on Jesus Mm -hmm. and, and realizing that we are passing through for a time because we are revealing this unshakable kingdom. Yeah. And so we just want to encourage each of you as we close today that you are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Mm-hmm. God has created each of you with an incredible purpose yeah. in the kingdom of God, whether you just stay in your neighborhood mm-hmm. whether you go to the nations of the world, mm-hmm. the Lord has something very incredible Um, in your purpose to reveal the love of God and to reveal the kingdom because you are called to be supernatural. Yeah. So Sana, I'd love for you to pray for our audience and and just for the Holy Spirit to really inspire them to go and do the things that he's created them to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Father, I just pray for everyone here today and listening. And I just pray right now that the Lord would ignite your mm, dreams yeah. and ignite your hope and that the Lord would reveal to you your purpose and your value and your calling and your giftings. And I just pray right now for boldness to yes. arise in each yes. one of you, a Holy Spirit boldness and confidence so that you can run this race with endurance and grit and faith. So Father, I pray a blessing over each person here. I pray that they would rediscover yes, and reawaken what the Lord has for them and yes, their plans yes. and their purpose. And I bless you to know that you were born for such a time as this. You were created in this generation and the generation that you are in for a purpose because the Lord has you perfectly here to reach those around you. So I just pray right now for creativity mm-hmm. to be able to be inspired as to how to reach those around you. And I just pray for opportunities to be able to step out and love on those around you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we pray that the spirit of boldness would come yes. upon every person today. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, be blessed and step yeah. out. God has so much for each of you. Yeah.